Hello everybody, welcome back. My name is Danielle and I'm the host of You're Not Alone. And I know if you guys who have been here from the beginning, you're probably like, yo, where'd you go? And honestly, a good friend of mine who's on the podcast today actually said to me, you took it to sabbatical, unofficial sabbatical, but your girl really did take a sabbatical. So without further ado, I want to introduce my friend to you guys. She is the most, she's just literally the sunshine. I That's the easiest thing that I can say. She can truly brighten up anybody's day just by walking the room. She knows how to make you feel heard and seen. And she just embodies that whole concept of like, I love you for you. So without further ado, here is my friend, Brianna. Bri, say hello. Hello. I'm so excited. How have you been, Bri? How have I been? Wow. Um, I think right now I'm doing okay. I think if you would have asked me this maybe like two weeks ago, I would not have given the same answer. Um, it's been really hard. It's mm-hmm. been really hard. Um, just going through a lot recently just a lot of changes and a lot of just new stepping into new seasons and things like that and just getting used to that um it's definitely been a transition season for me so it's been a really hard one to be honest yeah i mean honesty is the one thing that we want here so I'm, i'm thankful for your honesty because i think a lot of times we take just 2020 and everybody's like it's it's gonna be big. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was huge <laughs> in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, too, we have to acknowledge the fact that it was hard. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of posts. I've been saying, "What have you accomplished in 2020?" Mm-hmm. And like, you should have done, learned a new skill, got a new job, all this extra stuff. Yeah. And a post that actually stopped me was one that said, "No, applaud people for just surviving 2020." Wow. Yeah, it's true. So that's been me girl hey surviving (laughs) survive thrive do what you have to do what have been some changes that you've had to experience during 2020 you don't have to go through but like list like some of the changes that you went through yeah even like before covid Mm -hmm. i went through a lot of just relational changes basically the two people that i was closest to just like in the span of maybe like a day were no longer in my life Mm -hmm. and so that was like a huge shift for me that was a huge change that I had to go through and work through. So that was a major one. And then obviously with COVID and everything and just like doing a lot of things virtually, it was very different for me because I'm a very just social person. Like I love to be around people. So being by myself is really hard. So I've had to learn to be okay being by myself and like just knowing what I like and making decisions for me and things like that. Another just change that I've had to go through is I've had a lot of like health things this year too so that's been just like challenging and just like learning to just better take care of myself and like what things work for me uh just changes in my relationship with my dad just learning how to navigate relationships that aren't necessarily healthy and just how to like go about handling those things and handling them in a healthy way where I'm not constantly beating myself up or like giving 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 but like taking a step back and being like all right but what do i need right now what's good for me in this moment what can i handle emotionally um and then like a praise is that like i had to adjust to my mom being in a relationship for the first (laughs) time since um her divorce with my dad and that was like a huge shift and it's like something that I've prayed for but it was also really hard because like you know my mom's my best friend like yeah. I love her and I spend so much time with her so just having that shift of like she has someone else now you know mm-hmm. and I have to share her which is good like I love that I'm so happy for her seeing her 
happy is like the best thing but it's been it's been hard it's been you know a change which yeah. is but it's good it's good change so no yeah. I, I mean you gave us a lot and I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it because you give yeah. us so many avenues to talk about but you keep yeah. saying over and over again you kept saying that there's been a shift a shift yeah and I know a lot of times we want to be like embrace this shift but sometimes mm-hmm. we're like oh let's turn away from it because we're so used yeah. to being in our comfort space mm-hmm. and I feel like sure. if anything 2020 definitely pushed us all out of our comfort zones mm-hmm. I mean we used to pray and say 2020 is going to be perfect vision yeah and everyone's <laughs> like wait we didn't expect this to happen but yeah. then it, it brings up that question but do we have perfect vision now because this stuff kind of like a veil has been removed from our mm-hmm. eyes yeah and things that we didn't expect to happen happen but it challenged us even more yeah to dig deeper into ourselves and be like who am i yeah for sure yeah so like who are you without everything because you yeah. didn't mention at first just relationally yeah. you lost two people who are really close to you mm-hmm. how were you able to even just withstand that like who am i without these two people in my life mm. i think one thing that I had to learn was that like God is the only one who will always be there for me Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and just learning to it was kind of like he had to take some people out of my life in order for me to be like you're all I have you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and that's okay but Mm -hmm. like getting used to being like all right God it's just me and you like what's up (laughs) you know like just and being okay with that like that was that was hard because I would always be like, you know, God's my ride or die, but did I really mean it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just learning to just navigate. That was like a major thing was just learning to rely on him fully. Yeah. I loved it though. Just how you said, you know, you say God is my ride or die, mm-hmm. but like, did I actually believe it? Because yeah. I think back to <laughs> just growing up to, and even life. I mean, we were talking before this even started just mm-hmm. before college. I mean, after yeah. college and meet my transition of mm-hmm. not having a quote unquote big girl job. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember there was days I would lay on my floor at my parents' house and just crying out mm-hmm. to God and being like, where are you? You said yeah. you'll be here. But mm-hmm. it felt like he was so far away. And I remember a friend specifically asking me, Danielle, who are you without everything? Wow, yeah. And I sat there and I was like, <laughs> I'm a child of God, but I didn't believe it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we yeah. say it, but it didn't mean anything. And she was like, no, yeah. who are you without the leadership, without the job, without the position? If you lost everything that you, quote unquote, took as your characteristics, yeah. who would you be? And wow. it was really an uphill journey for myself because... I thought I knew who I was, Mm -hmm. but it was really from God removing like my friend group from me, removing Mm -hmm. all the influence and all the stuff that I really latched on that was a part of my identity that made me go, I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I had to rediscover who I am and if just being a child of God was enough. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) No, that's good. I think too, for me, I'm in my nature, I'm a people pleaser, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm always doing what I think other people would want to do or just like going off of what I think everybody else would want so I think for me in this season I've had to like you said discover like what do I like what Mm -hmm. do I like to do what actually makes me happy what kind of movies do I like to watch what do I like to eat because normally I'm like whatever you want you know Mm -hmm. so I don't even know what I like so it's been really uh an exciting time but also you know like really hard it's been exciting too just trying to like discover myself more so it's it's good but it's also it's a change. Yeah. And then just mentally, it's taxing because yeah. if you've only seen yourself through somebody else's lens mm-hmm. to actually evaluate yourself and see yourself 
like who you truly are. Yeah. You're like, I don't even know how to do this. Did you just ask me to walk across the street blindfolded in the middle of traffic? (laughs) How am I going to do that? Basically what it sounds like. Yeah. But I, I think that it's one of the most glorious Mm -hmm. decisions to when you actually are able to discover who you are without everything. Because it's, in those moments when you gain everything, you're like, this means nothing. Yeah. Because ultimately... I like it means nothing to me and so Mm -hmm. like how we were talking before we started too I talk a lot about how yes I went to ECU Mm -hmm. and I was very excited about it and a lot of people will sit and ask me like are you upset about your student loan debt and I'm not because Mm -hmm. I equate really my relationship with God and how it grew in such a drastic and exponential amount with ECU Mm -hmm. because of the places that God took me to because of the people I met and I wholeheartedly believe that I would not be in the same place I am today if I didn't go to ECU. So yet alone suck, but Mm -hmm. because of the relationship I got with God and how he grew me, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's worth it. Yeah. So wow. you also mentioned your dad. Is it okay if we talk about that? Yeah. 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 So if you listen to Transformation Church, they've been talking Mm -hmm. a lot about forgiveness and forgiveness university. Mm -hmm. I made an Instagram post Mm -hmm. and I wrote, Here's to forgiveness. I heard it has the ability to set the captive free. Mm. And for me, it's good. I didn't realize, well, I did realize, but I didn't want to acknowledge it, that mm. I had somebody close to me that I did not want to forgive yeah. because they had hurt me so deeply, so intrinsically, mm-hmm. like wounded me that it was easy to say I forgave that person without actually forgiving them. Wow. Yeah. And so with Forgiveness University, he has a whole session too on the fact of fathers. Yeah. And I I don't know exactly the title, but he just talks about fathers Mm -hmm. and how sometimes we equate our heavenly father's characteristics to our earthly father. Mm -hmm. And depending on our relationship with them, it plays a huge impact in how we view God. Mm -hmm. So the question I have for you is, has your relationship with your dad affected how you view God? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I've had to consciously work to shift my perspective on God because of that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And same with like just our parents in general. We tend to like compare that relationship with our relationship with God. But um, I think, yeah, I definitely have. But there's one thing that God has been teaching me through this season is that like although my earthly father may not always be there, he may not always be emotionally or physically available for me my heavenly father is always Mm -hmm. there for me and so I think I've had to through these seasons of cutting out other things and other people and just experiencing like the lowest I've ever been like Mm -hmm. being lonely has pushed me to be like all right God you say you're always with me like where are you Mm -hmm. you know and it's in those moments where he shows up and he shows out he's like yes I am here let me let me in you Mm -hmm. know so I think just but it's through things with my earthly father pushing me to my heavenly father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like I can't depend on him, so I can. I have. I have to find something else. And yeah. God is the one that I've turned to. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. That makes I sense. Mean, like you see now, my relationship with my dad is yeah. like amazing. Mm-hmm. But there was a season where I've even talked to him and I've apologized. Like I thought mm-hmm. my dad was my enemy. Yeah. Wow. And I was very, you know. <laughs> anti like um, no 
I don't like, like, I don't want to be around him. He's mean, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we make it a running joke in our family now, but obviously it wasn't a joke when it was happening. Yeah. But we say that because my dad had to go through such intensive cancer twice and Mm -hmm. stem cell and all of that stuff and how it was so drastic that it really shifted who he is and it made him more compassionate, made him more Mm -hmm. loving, made him just, I guess, the father that we needed in the season that we had. Mm -hmm. And... It's like, I'm so grateful for it. I even sent him a message just being like, yeah, dad, you know, thank you for being, always making me feel secure, seen. And there's another S word I can't think, but they, he hits the points in Transformation Church. But like, thank Mm -hmm. you for being that because by just the shift of my dad having to go through the struggle of cancer, it really did take, I guess, the idol in a sense of if he thought himself to be the idol of his life or Mm -hmm. just the job and the money, it lowered it back down and it put it to focus back on God. Wow. Where now it's like the craziest thing for me to go downstairs in the basement when he's working out. Yeah. And like he has, like I made him a gospel point list for mm-hmm. when he was going through cancer treatment. But to know every day he flips upside down, hangs in that freaking <laughs> contraption. I know what you're talking yes. about. The back stretching thing yes. or whatever it is. And yeah. he'll play Grace by BB and CC Winans wow. and hang upside down. And that's not a short song. Yeah. Like, and he will hang upside down and just yeah. pray wow. the whole entire time while it. And just seeing that shift and knowing that, like, God really did at one point, you know, like, mm-hmm. I did think I was going to lose my dad. And then before yeah. I met you guys, I, my mom got really sick. So yeah. God really was, like, in a sense, taking parents from me right. to remind me, like, they are ultimately going to let you down. They are mm-hmm. ultimately going to leave. But yeah. I'm your forever. I'm mm-hmm. the only rock that you can have. That's right. That's and good. yeah, girl, you know, in the moments though, you'd be like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I want you as my yeah. mom because <laughs> is I that enough for me? You yes. Know? Can I get a tangible hug? Yeah. yeah. But that's real. Yeah. And can we talk about that mm-hmm. though? Because I feel like so many times people sit there and they're like, but God is enough. And it's like, I think I heard Stephen Furtick say, mm-hmm. yes, God is enough, but mm-hmm. he cannot tangibly give you a hug. Yeah. And yes, the Bible says he's always there. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And we know that God's, the Holy Spirit's with us and all that stuff. Yeah. We know he's right there. But sometimes we need a person right beside mm-hmm. you to say, yeah. it is going to be okay. That's right. Yeah. I mean, community. Yes. You know, it's like our foundation of like our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That's like he created community for yeah. that reason, I think, because he knows that. <laughs> he knows that we need that like physical touch, that physical um just like companionship. That's yeah. crazy. Shoot, I mean it's the pot. You're not alone. I need to know. Yeah. Yes, God, you will walk through this valley with me mm-hmm. and you will carry me through the deserts and the mountaintops and all that stuff. But it is nice to know that somebody else will be there saying, Yo, I went through it too. And if mm-hmm. I can make it, you can too. Yeah. I think that's another thing too that I've been learning though. Um, my mentor actually spoke this to me and it's really stuck and sunk in with me. Um, just like how and I think too, okay, because I had an MRI recently mm-hmm. and like um like I said, my mom's my best friend. Like I, she at one point was my rock, and I had to shift that. But that's a whole nother story. Anyways, um, but so, so with COVID and everything, she wasn't allowed to go with me, and that like I didn't want to do it because I was like I don't want to go alone. Like I'm terrified. I don't. I hate needles. I hate like the machine. I just I don't want to do it. But then I was reminded that like Jesus is in us so he's physically closer than any other human being will ever Mm -hmm. be so I think just like picturing that like literally brought me so much peace like when I was in the MRI tube because I was like 
God is with me right now. Like he's literally closer than, even if my mom was here, she'd have to be outside this room. Mm -hmm. But God is right here with me. And so like that just, I don't even know what brought that up. But like, yes, Jesus is close. So even though he can't physically give us a hug, he's physically there, you know? So just remembering that. No, yeah, but you're, see what you said too. My dad talks about it. He talks mm-hmm. about like, you know, when he was doing his chemo and radiation and yeah. stem cell and all that stuff mm-hmm. that, I mean, yeah, we could give him a playlist to listen to and be like, we're praying for you. Yeah. But it's like he, that was when he had to have his one-on-one conversations yeah. with God. And it's like, you're, you're sitting there. Like, I can't even imagine what it's like to sit there and be like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah. But I know that you hold my tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And my dad, like, I wish, oh, one day I'm going to have him on here. I just know I'm going to have to have him. do it. And he talks (laughs) about this time, like, he was praying about his cancer because it was like, so I just recently found out that my dad's cancer the second time. Mm -hmm. Like, when I say recently, like, it was just a couple months ago because I was in the gym with him working out. And my Mm -hmm. dad is petty, y'all. Like, I love him, but he (laughs) is petty because I Mm -hmm. just found out just how severe his cancer was the second time. Wow. So my dad had Hodgkin's lymphoma Mm -hmm. and it was in his nasal cavity, his um, cancer was. Okay. The second time it came back, Mm -hmm. it was trying to attach itself to his brain. Oh my gosh. So that's why they were so, it was so progressive. It was so like, we need to get him. And that's why when you guys met me, Mm -hmm. I was kind of so like, yeah, he's here, but he's gone for months at a time. Because of the fact of like, his cancer institute was like, we cannot send you home. We need to eradicate this Mm -hmm. because your percentage of surviving is not that high if we don't get a hold of this. Mm-hmm. And so praise him, praise God. Yeah, though he God is, is in so rem- good. He is in remission right now. And he did, I think, because Cancer Treatment Center sent him something that said, congrats on your five years. Wow. And so it was like, it wasn't five years of like being in remission, but it was like five years of surviving since you had cancer. Wow. And I thought that was so crazy to think mm-hmm. about. Like five years, like they're celebrating five years, regardless of you went to remission, came out of it, all mm-hmm. that stuff. They're like, Five years of just surviving your cancer. Wow. Of your journey, yeah. basically. And I'm just like, why don't we celebrate the small things? Like, wow. it may not yeah. be the highest point, mm-hmm. but, like, they're celebrating the fact that you've made it past this five-year mark. Yeah. Like, we just, every day is a gift is basically what they're saying. Right. And we're celebrating. But back to what he's, I was saying with him is he talks about a night where he was just praying to God. And it was like, I think my dad talked about, like, he just heard God or, like, the Holy Spirit just saying, like, you're healed, mm. you know? This and is when he still had yeah when he still had it. everything uh-huh. and so i think it was either the next day or something like that like they ran you know stuff and they didn't see anything anymore but I, i'm also saying though he also did go through chemo he also did go through mm-hmm. radiation but however god did work yeah and my dad was able to come home i mean yes he had to woo y'all if you want to hear a funny story that man had to give himself needles and he oh asked me if i could gosh. do it and you know your ch- me i was a little bit yes i can get i can shoot you dad i got you I can shoot you dad <laughs> and he talks about the fact he's like uh he said i smile a little bit too happy about it. I, i'll give you a, sh- a oh, needle no. he's like no nah, i'm gonna give my own he's shot like, i got this <laughs> never mind never mind i i can't let my daughter do this no nah, she about to shoot i don't know i got i love her but i can't <laughs> trust her right now but it's just like that moment of when you are so down, when mm. you are so low, yeah, who are you going to hold on to? Yeah, And God's like, I literally feel like it sucks. I feel like God, like he lets it go through his hands because he's like, you have to find out mm-hmm. that I am your only anchor that you can have on. And you, we've all said it multiple times. If I did not have Jesus, if I did not have God, yeah. I do not know how I would survive mm-hmm. this moment right now because right. of the hope that he gives. Yeah. 
And it's like, I watched maybe three episodes of Evil on Netflix because I was like, oh, this is a little bit too real for me. (laughs) But they even like the antagonist that comes in, Mm -hmm. they talk about him as they said, he is the destroyer of hope. Wow. And he just, and that's all he's in the world. And I was like, what a great analogy to what the enemy is in our world. Yeah. Just to destroy hope. Mm -hmm. So what keeps you hopeful in this time? I mean, what is giving you hope to push through to know that God is not finished with you with the 27 days left until, you know, 2020 is over. Yeah, man. I think it's crazy that you asked that just because like, it's been a fight Mm -hmm. to be hopeful, you know, like normally I'm super joyful, super like positive, optimistic, but like this year I've literally had to like wake up and choose to have joy, you know, and Mm -hmm. choose to like have hope. Um, And I think if I like the only thing that I would say is like giving me hope is like his faithfulness in the past you know what I mean just knowing that he's came through for me before when I was at my lowest points and he'll come through for me this time Mm -hmm. even though like this is probably lower than I've ever been it's like if he did it before he can do it again you know and then just like also just the hope of like the fact that his promises Mm-hmm. never fail you know and like I know that's like something that we hear a lot but it's true you know like his promises are true and just his word is true he is mm-hmm. true so just like holding on to that and just like the fact that like he works all things together for our good it's like don't become weary in doing good for at the proper time he will reap a harvest if you do not give up it's like I've just been having to claim these verses over me because otherwise there is no hope mm-hmm. you know so it's just like really just claiming the truth over my life and believing and ultimately, the thing that gives me hope is the fact that I have eternity in heaven. That, that's the, really the only hope that I have, that I hold on to because it's like, no matter what I face now, something greater is coming, yeah. you know? And even if it's just eternally, like that's okay with me. Yeah. I mean, what, in a world that's constantly shifting, mm-hmm. constantly changing, I mean, dang, we can turn the news and you'll be mad yeah. in a second. Literally, <laughs> it's all you see. But you realize that he is the only constant yeah. in the midst of it all. And I love it because I'm pretty sure, I know I'm doing a lot of quotes because I just want to give people their proper credit. But yeah. I think it was a quote I saw by Lecrae. He's like, if mm. I'm wrong about eternity, Oof, yeah. I just wasted my life. Yeah. If you're wrong, or no, I think it's if I'm wrong about God, I just wasted my life. If mm-hmm. you're wrong about God, then you wasted all eternity. Yeah, wow. And I'm like, if we That's really, powerful. yeah, our life, and it's just crazy because you think right yeah. now, the issues we thought in, in high school that were so big, yeah. they mean nothing mm-hmm. now. I literally sit there going, what was I freaking out in high school? Or mm-hmm. even just back in college. I'm like, yeah. how many overnighters did I stay up stressing about school? Right. And I'm like, that's nothing. That was the biggest problem I had. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Yeah, and I think too, like I read this book one time and it was talking, or maybe it was a quote, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was basically saying like, talking about if a man has like, three years where he's really struggling financially like he's like really struggling like down in the pits but he lives 73 years Hmm. what about the 70 years of financial flourishing you know Hmm. like it doesn't even compare to those three years of the struggling so I just think about like 2020 in perspective to my entire life like just a year what is that gonna mean you know what I mean when I'm 80 (laughs) out here flourishing like I'm not gonna think about that you know few months of pain Mm -mm. Not at all. So, because you're saying that 
one year will not, in a sense, cannot affect so drastically mm-hmm. to ruin what 80 years or 100 years, however yes. you live. Yes, bless it. <laughs> <laughs> she want to live to be old, y'all. I don't know about that. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here going, I'll, I've been really sitting here going, do I want to be 100? No, I'm not really sure. No. Uh, You'd be able to walk at least, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah, I get you, I get you, I get you. So if you could give yourself any advice, mm. I'm trying to get like okay i had to figure out how old you were for a second in my head <laughs> and go back if you yeah. give yourself any advice 10 years ago what would it be mm. 10 years ago i think it, it would have saved me a lot of heartache if i would put all my hope and expectation in jesus alone and not mm. in people because that's where a lot of my disappointments have come from mm-hmm. and a lot of my pains and my hurts have been because I've expected too much from people, mm-hmm. you know, or I've done so much thinking that it would make people happy with mm-hmm. me. When in reality, it's like nothing that I do can make another person happy. It's mm-hmm. their choice. It's their feelings. You know, they have, we each have control over our feelings. Cause so I think that in whole would be like, just knowing that God is the only one who will meet my expectations and just knowing that I have control over my feelings. Other people have control over their feelings and my actions will not make other people happy, mm-hmm. you know? And other people won't make me happy. Like, yeah. God is the only one who will bring me joy. I think that would be something that would save me a lot of a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. No, yeah. I love that because I heard somebody once say, we are all born with a God-shaped hole in our hearts. Yes. That we are unintentionally mm-hmm. trying to force other people yeah. to feel. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they can't feel it because mm-hmm. it's like we just gave them a puzzle piece that they're not, we, they don't even know what this p- piece looks yeah. like. And we're yeah. like, oh, feel it. Yeah, and where do I put this? <laughs> like, what? How big is this space? Mm-hmm. How much do you need? Yeah. And it's just so crazy because you've heard me say it. I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. That I believe that we are in the most toxic relationship with God with us being the toxic one. Yeah. Because totally. he's constantly there with his arms open wide. Mm-hmm. And we like pick and choose when we want him. We pick yeah. and choose we want to spend time with him. We'll turn our back on him too sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I've done it too. Oh, yeah. Gone a couple <laughs> weeks without talking to him. And then I'm like, oh, you know what, Lord? I do need. And yeah. that's what I start with instead yeah. of, you know, adoration and being like, God, thank you. Yeah. But it's like just knowing that even in our toxicity, mm-hmm. that he's so much in love with us and yeah. chasing us down because it, it doesn't make, I can't even fathom right. honestly treating somebody the way I treat God and then then picking up the phone and saying, can I spend time with you? Because I'd be like, no, yeah. no, yeah. you can't lose my number. Yeah. And I hope you, when you kick yeah. that rock, you break mm-hmm. your toe. Like, yeah, you're blocked. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And it's just, it just, it's crazy to yeah. even fathom because that God shaped hole in our heart. It, all it takes is just a, a piece of him mm-hmm. to fill it. Yeah. But then I feel like from him, he's like, you like the song, he wants it all. He's like, I yeah. just want all of you. Yep. Whatever yeah. all is to us, he wants it. Yeah. But for us, we're like, that little piece is enough. Yeah. I can <laughs> nibble on this for forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so crazy because yeah. sometimes I sit and I go, I wonder what it'd be like if mm. people knew there was so much more to the relationship than just, yeah, I, I accepted him. That was it. Like, there's so yeah. much more. I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's that's powerful. So people ask me sometimes, Mm -hmm. would I change anything about my life? Yeah. Honestly, 
is there anything in your life that you would change? My answer is always no, because I'm like, I want to be the person I am today. Yeah. But is there anything that sometimes you wish, I regret this, would you change it? Besides the whole, you know, getting to know Jesus earlier. Yeah. But is there anything yeah, yeah. in your life that you wish you could change? No. Just because, like, I know that God takes everything and turns it for good. So it's like even the things that have sucked and even the things that have not been the way I wanted them to be or I didn't do things that I should have done, like he turns it and makes it all for good as long as I continue to pursue him. So I think, no, I don't think there's anything that I would change. Moving forward, I, I want to be better, you know, like mm-hmm. that's the goal is to continue to be better. Um, but there's nothing that I would that I would go back and change, I don't think. Yeah, and I think even that just shows growth of where we are in our lives yeah because it's one thing to be like I would change this is another thing to say but this made me who I am yeah and I think also sometimes and I kind of want to I guess I'm call out the Christian church quote-unquote yeah because I feel like sometimes we glamorize testimonies Mm. we glamorize people's stories yeah that make people feel like if I didn't have a drug addiction, yep. then it means my story didn't matter. Yeah, it wasn't as impactful. Yeah, but like, yeah. literally, you know, having a parent in the home who's taking care of you, but like is struggling in their own way, mm-hmm. it's just as detrimental to a child as not having a parent in the home. Yeah. And so every facet of our story, everything that we went through, whether we think it's a small thing or a big thing, mm-hmm. to other people that could be so huge and monumental just yeah. because of the things that they went through. Yeah. That's very true because I, even just like I've shared like little snippets of like, you know, some of the things that I've been through with a friend and even like she experienced one of these encounters with me and just like, she was like, wow, Brianna, like if I have, if I grew up the same way you did, like, I I don't know how you are the way that you are. Mm -hmm. And when I look at my story, I'm like, that's not like compared to like my mom's story or compared to like you know it's mm-hmm. always that comparison thing but it's like we all have things that we went through who like you said have made us who we are today and it's all it all matters to God you know mm-hmm. like he sees every tear whether it's from something that we think is super significant or not like he sees our tears and he sees our pain and it all matters to him so that's I don't know that was random but like yeah. it's just I thought of that yeah it's it's just I think it's the, sometimes I think like when you're building a sandcastle or anything, yeah. it's the little things that seem insignificant yeah. that like each great piece of grain in the sand that makes such a beautiful masterpiece. Yeah. But like to us, we'd be like that little piece is so insignificant, but mm-hmm. the, the meshing together and everything makes such a great yeah. story at the end of the day. Wow. And I think that sometimes we allow our shame to keep us from telling our story. Oh yeah, for sure. And you've heard me say it multiple times of just how impactful our story is, mm-hmm. but then also how... We would say like, you know, um, tell your story, shame the devil, stuff like that. Because yeah. I feel like he uses it as such a vice mm-hmm. of if you're struggling with, um, was it like pornography mm-hmm. or, you know, abuse or I'm trying to think of all the things that people quote unquote feel as bad or like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, whatever you deem. Because some yeah, people may yeah. deem something as extremely bad and then mm-hmm. other people may deem it as not so bad. But whatever yeah. your vice is yeah. that you're struggling with that you're too afraid to tell somebody else mm-hmm. is a weapon that the enemy is using absolutely to keep you from moving further into your purpose. Yeah. No, that's so true. I think because the enemy thrives in darkness, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like once you speak it out into the light, that's when God can 
for you. Like mm-hmm. th- there's been things that I've told you that I'm yeah. like, girl, mm-hmm. I just need to tell somebody <laughs> because the enemy is beating me up about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like if the moment that you speak it out, like that's when God can come in and he can heal and he can start that process of like, all right, you're ready to deal with it now because you've acknowledged it. You got past the denial part. Yeah. So that's huge though. Yeah. No, yeah. And it's just like, again, like we said, the whole purpose of you're not alone. Mm-hmm. To show you that you matter, that you're yeah. valued. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap it up, because I know we dropped a lot yeah. on the, yeah. on the, sure. the fam bam. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice that you want to leave them with? Mm. I would just say, um, no matter how much, how many things may be changing around you or the shifts that may be happening, like God is always the same. You know, mm-hmm. and so he's the one that we can always depend on, no matter how people change or situations change. Like he's he's always constant. So just relying on that as like your truth and relying on that to get you through. Because I think that's that's the thing that's helped me through this year. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Literally embrace this moment of mm-hmm. the shift. Yeah. Because if you can embrace it. And, oh, you know, I'm going to use one of the Christian quotes and lean in. (laughs) Then by embracing this moment, you'll come out way stronger than you started it. Because it is literally impossible to have an encounter with God Mm. and leave the same way you entered. So literally embrace this shift. Embrace the last 27 days of December and have your hands wide open and mm-hmm. say, God, you know, I'm waiting for you to move. I want to see what's going to happen. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but show me and guide me and watch what he does. Because we used to tell people when I would be on campus, they'd be like, I don't know if God exists. And we'd be like, well, just ask him. Mm-hmm. And everybody would look at us like, but that's so simple. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe God exists, ask him to show you. Yeah. And I guarantee you, he so, will show you. He will <laughs> sh- show up in such a yeah. way where you're like, Oh, maybe he does exist. <laughs> and anytime you have to doubt again, ask, ask him, him to again. show you. Yeah. So, family, I'm with such a lovely friend who constantly reminds me over and over again that I'm not alone, who constantly yeah. reminds me that God has a purpose and a calling for my life. And I just want to let you guys know, too, that he has a purpose and calling for your life, mm-hmm. that you are loved, yes. that you matter, and that you're not alone. That's good. So until next time. <laughs>